Hi there. Welcome to Your AHA Life, the podcast for those who want more for their lives, more joy, more purpose, and more fulfillment. I'm your host, Tanya Harris Cornelius. In each episode, I will bring you stories of insight and inspiration to help you craft the life you dream of living, your AHA life. After listening to today's podcast, Follow me over to my private Facebook group, The AHA Community, and on Instagram at tanya.youraha.life, and we'll continue the conversation. Now let's get started. Well, hello, this is Tanya. Welcome back to Your AHA Life. I am uh, so happy to have you Uh, with us today, and I am super excited to have my guest with me, Carrie Stinson. Uh, Carrie and I met, what now, I think a couple of years ago at least, and um, anyway, before I jump into the conversation, what we're talking about, we're talking about self-care today, and uh, I'm going to read Carrie's bio, and then we're going to just jump into the conversation, So, so listen in. So Carrie Stinson is a certified professional coach through the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, IPEC, as well as a core well-being dynamics specialist and an energy leadership index master practitioner. Carrie is a practicing social worker as well who has experienced the cost of being a helping professional and come out on the other side. In 2019, Carrie started Purposefully Balanced Coaching. She is passionate about supporting other health, heart-centered helpers to learn to make their well-being a priority and overcome any external or internal barriers that may be getting in the way. Her supportive yet direct approach allows her clients to gain new insights into themselves resulting in sustainable and meaningful behavior change. So today we're talking about an important topic, particularly for this time that we're in today. And I want to just welcome you, Carrie, to your AHA life. Thank you, Tanya. Thanks so much for asking me to join you. I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation. Well, I know we talked about this like quite a while ago and, and just was looking for the right time and our schedules aligning and everything. And I, I just kept coming back to the topic, A, because partly it's my own personal journey into self-care. So when I was thinking about who can I learn from self-care, I was like, mm, Carrie Stinson, you know? So I'm, I'm uh, super excited that you're going to help me today, but I think you're going to help all of our listeners um, really understand self-care. So we're gonna be talking about some of the myths and misconceptions of self-care and a whole host of other things. But before we jump in, Carrie, you know, I read the short bio that you have and you and I, that's where we met. We met through our IPEC um, coaching certification program and I was so, so thrilled to meet you. But why don't you share a little bit more about Carrie Stinson what you do, uh, why self-care. Just tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure. Thanks, Tanya. Yeah. So I guess um, I'll just start at the beginning. So um, 
I've always been a helper, like from the time I was little. And so from a young age, I knew that I wanted to be a social worker. It was, um, I, I don't know that I even understood what social work meant, but I knew it meant helping people. And so uh, naturally I, I got uh, my BSW, uh, became a social worker in 2007, graduated. Um, and it was during my, my education um, for social work that I first sort of heard the term self-care, but it was almost, you know, as I reflect back on that, it was almost like a checkbox, like, mm -hmm. you know, the cops just had to, to mention it. There was no real emphasis on it. We didn't really discuss what it meant. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, make, make sure you take care of yourself, you know, and, and move on. And, and that was about it. Um, and so as a young, eager social worker, I, I got my first job shortly after, after graduating and jumped in feet first. Um, and again, in that work, those first five years of my career, I don't ever recall, you know, colleagues or the employer or, you know, my friends and I ever really talking about self-care. Um, yeah, there was just no real emphasis on it. I, I you know, I, I look back and I was doing a lot of the same things I do now to practice self-care, but the intention wasn't there. So I wasn't really experiencing the benefits of it. And, and you know, again, I probably, because the intention wasn't self-care, it probably wasn't self-care because at the time it wasn't the things that I needed to do to, to renew myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when I think back to, to, you know, I worked in a high stressful job. I did child protection, social work for the first six and a half years of my career. Um, and it wasn't a good fit, but you know, I had, I had specialized in child protection. And so I, I felt like, you know, I didn't want to disappoint anybody. You know, I didn't want to disappoint myself, my parents who helped pay for my education. Um, and so I kind of pushed through, even though I knew I wasn't doing well. And, um, you know, I, I started really, I guess, going down a path of self-destruction. And, and I don't mean anything major, like I wasn't doing drugs or, you know, anything like that. But I, you know, I was burning out and didn't know I was burning out. And so I started just sort of numbing out with food and television and, um, you know, started sort of isolating myself. I wasn't going out and seeing friends or family. And um, it just, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't being healthy. And so um, I recall one day going into the office and I had started to like reward myself for getting up and going to work with uh, Starbucks every day. And um, I remember I was going to work early and my husband had called to check in, he worked away. Um, and there was this new pile of files on my desk and I was the only one in the office. And I, he called just to check in, say hello. And I just started to cry. And I was like, I can't, I like physically cannot open these files. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I told him I'd wanted a baby and we had like never talked about having children. Um, well, we talked about it and decided it wasn't for us. And so he was like, what's, you know, like what's going on? And, and I was just like, I need out of this job. And I thought having a baby was the way out. Well, mm -hmm. to make a long story short, um, you know, I, 
we had the conversation and decided that I could quit my job with hey, not, you know, not having to have a baby. And, and secondly, that I didn't need another job to go to. So uh, financially, we were okay. And so um, shortly after that conversation, I, I gave my resignation. And shortly after that, I, I, I quit. And so um, I, you know, I think, you know, I knew I wasn't doing well when I quit, but I think it was actually the time that I had off between jobs that that really made me realize how unwell I was how much trauma I had endured and not dealt with um and so I reached out hesitantly but did um to counseling and honestly that's that's that was the game changer so um I was terrified I remember having my friend drive me because I was like I can't I can't do it I was so scared I was terrified of going um but I had an amazing counselor who just really helped me find myself again and reconnect with who I was and um I think I just understood self-care from an, a new perspective and that it wasn't about you know, getting my nails done or working out or looking great. It was really like an inner, inner work and, and reconnecting with who I was and what was important to me. Um, and, you know, she didn't use, she never used the word self-care in, in our work together, but um, that's how I really came to understand self-care was just this really deep inner work and connection with self. Um, and so through my counseling experience, I really started to become really interested in, in personal development, which led me to IPEC, um, which led me to my coaching business, Purposefully Balanced, where, you know, I've just, I just want others to experience the benefits of, self, of true self-care, of truly renewing yourself, of finding your value, of knowing you're important, of putting yourself first. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's yeah. sort of great. Thank you so much for, <clears throat> excuse me, for sharing your story, your, your journey. I know just in these first couple of minutes of you sharing, you've already touched and reached the hearts and minds of so many people that will listen because your story, unfortunately, is multiplied again and again and again, you know, mm -hmm. where whether it's in a helping professional, uh, wh whether it's in a helping profession or, or otherwise, people, uh, we're in a society that is go, go, go. Um, as you say, kind of just push through it and until we can't anymore until something, I mean, thank God that you had enough presence within yourself to say, and that phone call from your husband that, that morning that says, I can't open these files. I am not well, you know, thank you uh, that you had that presence uh, to say, I can't do this and to seek help and to seek counseling. And um, I just know that even just in, in your opening, that's going to resonate so strongly with so many people during this time. And we can, you know, I don't, I don't want to, 
I was going to say we can blame it on the pandemic, but I think things may just be exacerbated by the pandemic, particularly for helping, you know, heart-centered, you know, care workers like you, 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 um, you focus in, you specialize in, um, but, but everyone, you know, has been through a, a tremendous amount of, of change and stress. Um, and if we don't take care of ourselves, yeah, we, we will be depleted. And um, I heard you say kind of re renewing yourself and, and so much. So thank you, Carrie, for just opening up with that, with opening up with your story. I wanna ask you for your own personal definition of self-care, because you're right, you know, people think self-care, they think, oh, I gotta go get a mani-pedi for, for women or a massage or this, and I'm not, those things are great, you know, and can be stress relievers, but self-care I imagine is, is, is bigger than the to-dos. Um, so, Share with us your definition or how you use, when you say self-care, what do you really mean? Yeah, um, well, I think the simplest way um, that I've come, and, and it sort of has evolved into this, it, it certainly didn't start here, um, but it is just a journey of discovering, connecting, and loving myself. Um, those, those three words, discover, connect, love, I think sort of sums it up and, but is also really open to interpretation and you make it your own for who, you know, for what fits for you. Um, and you're right. I, 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 I guess I just don't see self-care as limiting in any way. I think, I think self-care can be absolutely anything so long as the intention is to to renew yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not just to check something off the to-do list. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we're gonna come back to those three words because as we were talking before the session, um, these three words really stand out for you. And, and I love that you said to me, Tanya, I don't wanna present myself as an expert here. I wanna uh, present that I'm on this journey myself uh, around discover, connect, and love um, as kind of three keys or three key words or um, or three key I don't know energies if you will uh, to to self care. Um, but I you know we're also going to talk about some of these myths and misconceptions um, of. Of self-care but before we do I, I read a little bit and I want to share this with you and see how this resonates with you it's with some researchers and it's 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 about 10 years old now or eight years old or so um, from Dodge Daily Hewton and Sanders these are the researchers so I want to give proper <laughs> attribution to them really trying to define self-care also he said you know why? Because so many times, even in positive psychology, um, self-care has been talked about as the dimensions of self-care, the activities that lead to self-care, but what is self-care itself? So having a clear definition was something they didn't have, but the, the, these researchers said it is the balance point between an individual's resource pool so psychological, social, 
uh, physical resources and the challenges they face. So if you can imagine like a seesaw, you know, and you're balancing your resources versus the challenges that you have and resources, not like, I love what you say. It's not just external things. It's internal. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some, you kind of balance those out and I don't want to just go work-life balance. I'm not saying, I'm saying that we have so many challenges that we're facing and if we don't have enough resources to manage that that challenge that stress if you will in our lives we can feel socially psychologically mentally otherwise depleted we're loot you know and then the idea is that you have at least an equilibrium here of you know certain amount of challenge which we know is inevitable in life but you have the adequate resources to do that and so in order to keep this balance you have to care you have to have the resources the internal and even external resources to support this equilibrium or else you will feel depleted did i i don't know if i did a good job of explaining that but What's your takeaway with with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that speaks to like resilience, Mm. right? That ability to to experience challenges, but know that you have the the inner and the outer resources to to come through it. And yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And, And I don't know if this is common you know, in the general public, but I know in helping professionals, um, we often talk about filling our cup, right? So we need to fill the cup first in order to, to do the work well. And, and I've, I've sort of moved beyond just filling the cup, but also examining what we're filling the cup with. Oh, I love that. Right. Because we could fill, you know, if we treat ourselves really, really critically and, you know, focus on all our mistakes and our shortcomings and all of that, that's what we're filling ourselves with. And that's what we're going to, that's, what's going to spill out. And so I really think that self-care is filling the cup with love and compassion and nurturing and kindness. And so that that's what we are giving out. So I'd like us, um, to go to the myths first and then let's go to then what is self-care and how do you begin a a practice towards self uh, for caring for yourself so what are some of these myths i can tell you one um to get us started that i hear uh, you know that we see all the time whether it's in a quote or whatever uh, and you have to debunk it that self-care is somehow selfish that's the myth or the misconception that it's, you know, you're just focusing on yourself. And I can imagine that healthcare, uh, health, I want to say healthcare, but it's helping. So mm-hmm. it's not just healthcare workers, it is social workers, it's teachers, it's, you know, firemen, it's, you know, politicians even, um, and certainly nurses and doctors and, and, and all of that. But, you know, so there are so many people that are in helping, um, professions, but they got into those professions. Like you said, you wanted to be a social worker since you were a young girl before you even knew what social worker 
being a social worker was, but you just knew you wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think so many people in helping professions, that's what they want. They want to help people. So when they, they feel focusing on themselves is somehow the antithesis of what they feel they should, should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the first kind of myth or misconception is that, um, self-care is selfish. What do you say about that? It is like the least selfish thing you could ever do. <laughs> um, I mean, we're relational beings, right? And so I just, again, imagine if I showed up not taking care of myself. So, you know, eight years ago when I was really not well, how I was showing up and it was like, I had no energy. So I wasn't giving anything to anybody. My work was not great. My relationships were not great. Um, and so I, no one was getting the best of me. And so I don't know how, how that's beneficial to anyone when I was trying to, to care for and love and support others, but I wasn't doing it for myself. I, I was doing a pretty crappy job of it all, all around today. When I practice self-care every single day, my relationships are better. I'm way better at doing my job. I feel, I, I just feel the benefits in every aspect of my life. And so I think it really truly is the least selfish thing we can do. And, and when we show up as our best selves, we give permission for, to other peoples to be their best self and imagine a world, like truly wow. imagine a world where we all showed up as our best. Wow. What a different place that would be. What a different place for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Let's just um, maybe stay on this a, a, a little bit. Um, what are some other myths or misconceptions you hear about self-care? Well, I think there's a lot. Um, and, and certainly uh, the selfish one is one that comes up a lot. Um, time. So I don't have time for it. I hear over and over. And so one of the easiest ways that, that I sort of challenge people with that is just to say like, oh, instead of saying, I don't have time for that. And this is not my own. Um, I think I read this on Facebook somewhere. <laughs> um, but ask yourself or say to yourself, this isn't important to me and see if that changes things. Mm. Um, and then also like self-care isn't, doesn't need to be time consuming. Um, and we can talk about that later. Um, money. Yeah, money for sure. Let me stay on time because you're okay. right. People will say, oh, I don't have time. My schedule is so, that should be like ding, ding, ding. That should be like, okay. The moment you say you don't have time to care for yourself, when we say it out loud, we can think stuff because a lot of thoughts roll around in our heads, right? That's the other, you know another way to get rid of that, get get that stuff, uh, declutter our minds. But a lot of things roll around in our heads. But the moment we mouth it, the moment we verbalize it, we I don't know about you, Carrie, but the moment I verbalize something, I don't care what it is, whether I'm thinking a self-limiting belief, whether whatever, with well, a moment it comes out and I can actually hear those words, I'm like, okay, that's kind of crazy, Tanya. That's, that's, that doesn't make any sense, you know? 
So I, I think it's important when we say, and I, I love that you saw that on Facebook or, or wherever you saw it. Um, when you say, I don't have time to, um, you know, I don't have time to take a nap right now, or I don't have time to eat lunch. Then just, as you said, you know, turn that around and say, lunch is not important. <laughs> <laughs> Then you say, okay, that's kind of crazy. I know lunch is important. Okay, let me let me go ahead and eat eat something, eat something healthy, hopefully. But mm -hmm. I, I I love that you said that. So yeah, the next one is is money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I think this goes back to this really, I want to say superficial, and it doesn't have to be, but I think the way it's presented mainstream is superficial. That it's massages and spa days and really pampering ourselves. Um, and it can be that, but it doesn't have to be that. Um, and, and in fact, most of my self-care doesn't cost me anything at all. So. <laughs> oh, wow. We're going to get into that because that's really, that's really cool. But yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I love it because people of all socioeconomic levels need self-care. It's not a privileged thing. Self-care is not for the privileged or the affluent. It's for all of us. And um, to know that there is self-care, which we're going to talk about, that doesn't require money. Um, you know, we can, you know, all of us can, 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 can participate in this and do this more often. I, I know I'm kind of backtracking a little bit and I want to watch our time, but you said that um, when you were in therapy with your counselor, that she really helped you to get maybe in, go inward and get in tune with your, with yourself. And, you know, I, I just like maybe to expound upon that a little bit, how that was your pathway um, to, to realizing how you needed to care for yourself. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She did such a brilliant job. of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a great question. Yeah. Like, I think she's just, you know, really helped me challenge, I guess, some of these limiting beliefs I had, um, and pointed out, other possibilities for me. I was sort of at a place where I, I had this belief that as a helping professional, I had to have my life all together and that I couldn't do my job if I wasn't perfect. Mm. Right. And that I had to be problem free and all of these things. And she really helped me work through that. Um, and so I think I think that it just made me, again, a better social worker, a better friend, a better partner, a better everything, a better person, um, knowing that I didn't have to be perfect, right? And, yeah. and that, that be, showing up as a human helped me connect better to people, right? That vulnerability yes. piece. Yes. She introduced yeah. me to Brene Brown, who I continue to... Um, you know, just really enjoy her work and, and her teachings and um, try, try my best to apply that in my 
in my life to be vulnerable and to, you know, the power of connection. And, and again, that connection doesn't just mean to the outside world and to other people, but, but I think it starts with myself, right? So that I can show up most authentically um, in this world. And I think that's what creates long lasting happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So, so we talked about some of these myths and misconceptions. Self-care is not selfish. In fact, we all need to replenish our resources, if you will, to be able to balance the challenges um, that we face. Um, caring for yourself so that you can care for others, filling your cup, but filling your cup with the right things. I love that you said that because so often we read that quote and we just think, oh yeah, I need to fill my cup, but what are you filling it with is, is a really great point that you made um, that you do have time, you know, so verbalize, you know, why you say you don't have time to, to do it and, and see if that changes or reframes how you think. Money, um, you know, people uh, with, with money, without money, a lot of self-care does not cost. We're gonna talk about that in just a moment. And then these activity or superficially based uh, self-care things that, you know, self-care is much deeper and much broader and, and, and much um, stronger than, than those things. So let's switch gears now and talk about like, how do you go on this true journey of caring for yourself and these three words that you have? discover, connect, and love. So let's spend a few minutes here. When you say discover, let's talk about the first concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I know I mentioned this too, Tanya, I'm not sure that I have this all figured out and um, you know, I'm still learning. And, and I think what's beautiful about self-care is that it is a journey and it evolves and it changes. Um, and I don't ever think it should be static. I don't think, you know, what worked for me yesterday isn't even going to necessarily work for me today. Every, every day is different. So discover, I think is really about self-awareness and just taking that time to, to really get to know yourself you know, get intimate with who you are and what's important to you and what your values are. And um, because, you know, if you're, if you're doing things that aren't important to you, they're not going to fill your cup at all. They're, they're not going to renew you. You're not going to feel replenished. Um, and so I think, you know, at a foundational level, self-care requires some level of self-awareness. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. And knowing ourselves, I mean, all change begins with first, you know, awareness and, and particularly, you know, self-awareness and knowing what centers you and how that can look different. I think so many times we see these, you know, what, whatever kind of guru um, uh, or, you know, these really popular, reputable um, influencers, and they talk about their routines and this and that, and we, and we want to mimic that. Certainly we can learn from them. We want to mimic that. But I, I think it's more important, as you're saying, to first discover discover yourself, discover what matters to you, discover your value system, discover what centers you, 
and refuels you. And it may or may not, and often does not look like what someone else might might do. So mm-hmm. I, I love the first thing of discover. And I and I get it. We're all on this journey, Carrie. You've just chosen to be um, intentional about it in your own life and build your coaching practice around helping others, particularly those who are in helping prof- uh, professions to care for themselves and, and be intentional about it. So the first one is discover. The second one is connect. Mm -hmm. Tell us about connect. What does that mean in this um, self-care journey for you? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's the next, uh, I want to say step, but I I guess maybe not because I don't think that, you know, I present this as a linear process, but I don't think it needs to be. Um, But I think it's really about you know, okay, so I've discovered this thing about myself or what's important to me or, and now what does this mean? How am I going to apply it to my life? So I think, you know, kind of moving into that action stage, mm-hmm. um, you know, around, you know, okay, I, I've learned that I really value connection. And so how am I going to allow connection to show up in my life if that's one of my core values? right? What ways? So I think that that's, that's sort of where I'm at as far as connect. funny that I use the word connection, but connect. Yeah. 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 So so, no, go go ahead. If I, if I cut you off, like, yeah, what have I learned? You know, as you, you know, what have I learned? How can I apply that learning going forward? So really just again, implementing the implementation Mm of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad I asked you because I didn't realize that connect would be kind of the action. But at some point, you do have to do these things. You know, it's not just like you read a bunch of stuff or listen to a lot of podcasts and and, you know, read books and all of that. At some point, you've got to make this your own. So how -hmm. do you go from discovery to really connecting and and taking what you learn and and applying it? Uh, I get it. And then the third one is love. Which is one of my favorite words. It's probably it should be my first favorite. My my first favorite word I think in the English uh, language is joy. Mm. Um, and I just finished writing uh, a a concept piece on it for for the book that I'm working on. So it's it's in my head. But love is the other one. I just feel like that is where it all starts, right? So in this concept of of um, self-care journey you chose the third word to be love tell me about that yeah well it's big it Um, is (laughs) again i think it's connected to that you know just really paying attention to what we're filling our cup with right and and when we fill it with love and compassion and and acceptance right just this acceptance of who we are you know, I think we can do all the self discovery in the world, but if we don't accept who we are, it doesn't really change a lot. Right. And so just really learning to embrace ourselves and our hearts. And, you know, I think just love is like this warm blanket of, of energy that nurtures and renews us. So um, yeah, I think that's an important component of self-care because if we don't love ourselves, that's, you know, then it is just a, a to-do list. Yeah. 
And, and I mean, we've both, we've gone through IPEC, so we know these levels of energy, right? And, and I'm drawn to this fourth level of energy, which is the, you know, a, a lot of where compassion shows up. Mm-hmm. But even at that fourth level of, of energy, which even is a display of positive energy there, it said over, overdone, uh, it, it, you know, that compassion turns, uh, can turn to resentment because you don't feel appreciated and, and all of that. And so I, I, you know, I was just drawn to that again, just where you tend to focus your practice is on, on people who are helping others. And I just go back to the importance of, of loving yourself enough to care for yourself and to see the importance of caring for yourself so that you can do the work that you say you, you enjoy doing that brings you joy that you that you you love so much to, to help other people. So these three things discover, connect and love anything else that you want to say about any of those three words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I guess I just go to thinking, you know, self-care is really thinking, doing, and being, right? So so finding ways to incorporate all three aspects of that is, is important to yeah. the self-practice and journey. Yeah. So as we get ready to, to, to round out um, our conversation here today, So we do have listeners that are probably saying, you know, I get it. You know, I do need to take better care of myself. Um, I'm not consistent or whatever. What would, what would you, you know, tell them just, you know, like, even if you are working with your clients um, Mm -hmm. and you're coaching them, how do you, how does someone start this Mm -hmm. self-care? Start small and be intentional. You know, I, I use this example a lot with my clients is, you know, intention's important. So I could eat a donut at the end of a day because I was stressed out and, and, you know, I eat that donut and then I feel really guilty and shameful because, you know, I've been trying to eat healthy and look, I've just ruined my, I'm going to use the word diet, even though I don't like it. Um, or I can eat that donut and as a treat that I, because I love them and they're, you know, and just savor that ooey gooey goodness, <laughs> same donut, different results, right? Like, so, like I said, self-care can be anything. It's about the intention. So number one, be intentional. So, I mean, again, like my shower could be my self-care for the day if I make it my intention to be my self-care, but rather than just something, you know, I just got to wash myself and be presentable, right? I could take the time to just like really connect with myself, smell the shampoo, the soap, the hot water on my body and just feel really replenished by that. Or it can just be something I do every day. So be intentional and then keep it simple, right? So like, it doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. You don't have to post it on Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, I see all these people who, who think, you know, I, I very rarely in fact post what I do for self-care because 
it's not an event. It's a journey. It's not like this one-time thing. I'm doing it every single day. And so it would take my entire, like, it would become time consuming if I wanted to post it all. So, um, yeah, I, I would say those are my two, like, and, and then check in, right? Like, what do I need today? So keep it yeah. simple, be intentional, ask yourself what you need, and then, and then do something small, but meaningful for you. Small, but meaningful. And I, um, one of the things that I have been doing as, I mean, again, not to, not to post, not to broadcast, not to brag, because this is a journey that I'm walking as well. But I would say, you know, a, a while ago now, I made sleep be mm -hmm. a part of self-care because I would stay up late, late, late working on who knows what, you know, um, even stuff that I love working on, but I was mm -hmm. up late and then had to get up early. And again, as we talk about replenishing and we talk about balancing out the, the resources versus the challenge, that's a losing, that's a losing proposition if you don't have enough rest in, in your body. So these things we said that self-care doesn't have to cost you anything. It doesn't mm -hmm. cost you anything to take a nap. It doesn't cost you anything to get seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. Um, it, if anything, it pays it pays it in 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 um, spades, if you will, uh, to mm -hmm. get to get the rest that you need. So as we get ready to close now, it's been so great talking with you about this important topic of discover, connect, love your way to self-care and getting rid of some of these uh, old myths and misconceptions. Um, tell us about purposefully balanced coaching and also um, how can our listeners find you, Carrie? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, so purposefully balanced. I, I formed that in 2019 as um, as we've already talked about, but really I'm passionate about working with other heart centered helpers. And so just those people who, you know, because I resonate with them, who just love to give, whose purpose it is to help, um, and to really help them understand the importance and the value of caring for themselves first. And so finding that balance between caring for others and caring for self, because it's so easy as heart centered helpers, um, to feel like, you know, it's our purpose to, to give, give, give. Um, and so, you know, I like to see giving as, you know, including myself in that giving, right? So I'm going to give to myself so that I can give to others. Um, now you've and had I, some, I just interject here, you've had some courses that you've done recently. Can you share a little bit about the, the topics that you are covering in those courses and if there's one that's coming up uh, or how often do you do them? Yeah, yeah, thanks, Tanya. So I have um, group coaching workshops once a month. So they're held the first Tuesday of every month. Um, and yeah, the top, so January we covered goal setting um, and again, really internalizing that and, and you know, not setting goals to please other people, but to make sure that they're goals that are important to us. Um, and then we did energy. So just talking about um, what energy is and how we can 
you know, again, I guess going back to the concept of it's not necessarily what we do, but how we do it, that matters. And so the energy behind what we do. Um, what else have we done? Anyway, April, we're focusing on energy blocks. And so the things that sort of get in the way and, and specifically around self-care. So what's getting, so the things that we talked about, money and resources and this belief that it's selfish. And, and so how we can release some of those blocks to, to um, our self-care. Um, and some of them Someone wanted to join that in April. I mean, is the registration still open? Is it how, how would they register? Yeah, so it's through Eventbrite. Um, and so the link is in my Instagram profile or Facebook. And so if you just look up, um, I'm at purposefully underscore balanced on Instagram and at purposefully balanced on Facebook. Um, and you can also check out my website, carriestenson.com garystenson.com. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. So my final question to you is what I ask all of my guests. This is the podcast, Your Aha Life. And I just like to hear from you. What does um, your aha life mean to you? And, and how are you now living your aha life? Oh, I just love that word. I, I, I guess I see aha life as like living life with exclamation points. Mm. <laughs> Um, so really, yeah, being fully present and open and curious, right? And I think like connecting the dots, like I always think of like, oh, it's making sense now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Eureka. Aha. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 But I think you got to be open and present for those things to, to happen for you. And so I think like, aha, life is like life in full color. Life in full color. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you for joining me in this conversation and this exploration of self-care. And thank you for all the work that you're doing. Uh, again, no better time to really be helping, helping professionals, heart-centered um, professionals. Um, and so I wish you all the best and we'll be talking soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Tanya. Thank you for joining me. Come back again for another episode that will inspire you to live the life you dream about and the life that you're meant to live. Now head on over to my private Facebook group, The AHA Community, and to Instagram at tanya.youraha.life and let's continue the conversation. I'm Tanya Harris Cornelius, and this is Your AHA Life.